You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. Download at the hockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. It's Jeff Kay, public address announcer for your Dallas Stars, and you're listening to Starcastic Remarks, part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Go Stars! Hello, and welcome back to Starcastic Remarks, and alongside my brothers, Chris to my right, James to my left, my name is Ryan. We are the official Dallas Stars podcast of THPN. Go and use that promo code. THPN, the next time you go and use DraftKings Sportsbook and Raycon. Raycon has... has uh, Rejoined as a sponsor for the month of November with THPN. Gentlemen, how are we doing this evening? Original thoughts coming out of tonight's 4-3 to three win over the Edmonton Oilers. Fantastic. I mean, you're playing a super desperate team. Uh, you're obviously worn down. Um, you score a bunch in the beginning of the game. You hang on for dear life, and they did a good job of it. Yeah. Uh, fortunate that games only last 60 minutes tonight. Uh, we were definitely, you could see it. Every single player was dead tired by the end of the game. And it, it didn't help that Edmonton really, really stuck it to us in the third as well. Oh yeah. I'm going to go back to the whole idea that good teams still find a way to win. And they even mentioned it on the, on the broadcast today, you know, during the first intermission or I admit it might've been the second intermission right before one of the periods got started. And the fact that we have yet to see the best of this team, and yet they they still keep winning. They're 7-1-1. One, one. The really only loss is to the Toronto Maple Leafs, and that was a game that, you know, I thought the Stars kind of outplayed the Maple Leafs, and they got goalied a little bit from Joseph Wall. So, I mean, th- these games still count in the... Uh, they, uh, Joe Mama stole my words. They still count at the end of the year. There's it's still two points. They don't ask how you did it. They just ask how many. Yeah. It's it, it it's like an impossible schedule for the stars too. I mean, we start slow. We get our we get our four day break after game one. Then we get a three day break after game like seven or or five or whatever. And then we go back to back in Alberta. And now we got a a game on Saturday against one of the hottest teams in the league, the Vancouver Canucks. Yeah, and you're talking about how this game wasn't the best for the Stars, just like we've been seeing, and they're not up to their level yet. But as far as back-to-back games go against a team with players as good as Edmonton has, that's about as good as you can ask for, given the circumstances. I mean, really Mm -hmm. fantastic game in in a lot of different departments. Obviously, some holes um, from very specific people and lines, I would say, uh, as this game progressed, but... Overall, a, a great back-to-back game against a team that is much better than their record actually says. Yeah, and and if their record was better, this game might have been easier for us. I mean, it I think it's harder. Have. It's harder just based off of the fact that they have not been good, and they really should be, and they have the talent to be. And they, they were scrapping for one tonight, and they just Wedgwood just held it out, honestly. Mm-hmm. And you could feel the desperate hockey from the get-go from Edmonton. And the Stars were able to match it for the first two periods. But like you said, James, they fully ran out of gas in the third. And it was hang on for dear life. And really, it was wedgie. Good luck. And he did his job. 
I really want to jump on the whole Wedgwood facts is I still feel bad for him. It's like he has to give up three goals every single game. <laughs> he he has but, to. That, but at least that's just this the thing. time, at least this time there was 49 shots. So a safe yeah. percentage is no, like 50. Not, 50. No, they took one away. They took one away. So he ends up making uh, 46 saves on the evening then if it was only 49, 49 shots. But 49. the he, he was good. He was very good. But third again, again, Razor also mentioned another good thing uh, in the broadcast and the fact that during the first and second period, the stars were playing exactly the way you need to play on a second night of a back to back. You focus on the defensive side of the game and you be opportunistic when you can take advantage of it. And especially in the especially in the second period, I mean, they were still kind of running down, uh, tilting the ice towards the Stars zone and it just. Seemed like we got the right thing at the right time, and we were able to take advantage of our opportunities. Yeah, the second period is exactly what you what you were talking about, Ryan. Perfect defense. They, I mean, they got those shots. They were shooting those from the outside in the second period. Every single one of them. They're clogging up the middle, not giving any space to the big guy on the other side. Um, and like you said, execution. I mean, by Pavs and Rope, it, yeah. th- those were our two best chances of the period, and they both went in. I mean, is fantastic plays by both of those guys it doesn't help when the other team or, or yeah it doesn't help the oilers don't help their goaltender out very much on rushes tonight no. i mean it felt like we only had like five or six rushes and we scored every single goal on the rush tonight it, yeah. it's just like it, it's it's very obvious kind of what the what the problem is for this edmonton team and they just can't find a way to fix it yeah, I mean, the second period, they literally left their goalie out there on his own. I mean, the four guys changed yeah. at the same time. We were Three like, on oh, one. okay, boink, <laughs> around the corner. And it was a dunk for Pavelski on that one. Wasn't even hard. Great pass by Hastman, though. Hit hit Rope in stride off of a bounce off the boards. Sweet. And again, that didn't happen very much tonight. There weren't very many bad line changes by the Edmonton Oilers. But the one that they had... The stars took advantage of it, and they did it between, with the wrong guys on the ice for the stars. Exactly, yeah. And between the stars taking advantage of their opportunities and wedge wall standing up and being a wall tonight, I mean that's obviously the difference in the game. But I do want to talk about a couple of specific players. Miro was obviously good tonight. Uh, he's he's always good. He, he I think he had maybe a couple of turnovers, but I was just like they were in the third period. He plays like thirty minutes a night. It, it's it's ridiculous what he does. But the player I really want to highlight because he deserves it and because we're on him so much is Ryan Suter. He has had an excellent last two games. And uh, on he had some uh, some bad turnovers, but literally as soon as he turned it over, he was right there and got the puck right away. He had a little I, bit of help, but he was still there, and he had a fantastic game tonight. I've said it before. Ryan Suter without the puck is a monster. I mean, yep. he if he doesn't touch the puck the entire game, he will be one of the best defensemen on the ice. Yeah. If we're not noticing him, that's great. And he actually did make us notice him a couple of times. He had some, I can think of three great defensive plays he made against McDavid tonight to, to shut him down. So yeah. him I mean, and Haskin and going on McDavid dry was, they locked him down. No points for either of those guys when they scored three goals tonight. That's pretty yeah. nuts. And that was, that was the whole first line, honestly. The whole first line did great against McDavid and Settle tonight. They played very well defensively against those two. 
Really quick shout out to uh, Sam Gagne uh, for literally signing a contract and then scoring two goals in his first game coming back. Now they were kind of garbage goals, counted. but <laughs> yeah. So we'll talk about that here in a second. But seriously, he 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 was good for the uh, Oilers tonight, and he actually ended up playing some time with uh, Drysidle and Connor McDavid just because he seemed like he was the only one getting any kind of offense going. And what a hype man on his own. He scores a garbage goal in the third period that he just rams in somehow, and he hyped the whole team up. I mean, good on him. That's pretty sweet. That's good on the fans, too. I mean, they, I was, they were I was ecstatic that the about game. that. I was like, the, the fans are, I mean. This is a two and six Edmonton team, and they're they're cheering on a fourth or two four goal in, late in the exactly. third period. That's exactly what I was thinking. I was thinking that exactly during the game. So good on Rogers plays because that was that was pretty impressive for a team that's subpar compared to what they should be. Well, the other thing is is that the one thing that Edmonton Edmonton can do, sorry, excuse me, is they can score in bunches. I mean, all they have to do is just get one. Yeah, not this year, but all they have to do is get one, and it seems like they can score like four or five. I mean, I, I distinctly remember there was a game they were down like seven to three and they were it was like less than 10 minutes in the third period and they didn't end up winning, but they made a game out of it and they ended up losing seven to six. So you can never count out that team with those two guys with Leon and Connor. And that's why this team is so good, despite having poor goaltending and poor defending is because they can score like crazy. It is terrifying. Mm-hmm. So some of our defensemen not named Suter and Miro had some rough nights tonight. So, I mean, out of the bottom four, because they all had their moments, who who do you think? And it was mostly in the third period, so I'm not going to get onto them too much because they were exhausted. But who struggled the most out of the bottom four for you guys? Uh, I'll give that to Harley. Uh, Harley struggled. Especially compared to how he's been playing because he's had a really good start to this season. But I mean, the the first goal he was a little bit out of position on in the first period when everyone was very healthy, and then the the third Sorry. one, I mean, he just that's all him. He fell. I mean, yeah. I don't. It's not all on him because Hockenpah made a terrible play on that as well. Yeah, they both sucked. I think that's the worst defensive effort we've seen so far this season was on that play. But boy, he, he ends with the minus two on the night. I think he's the only star that ends. Minus oh, him and Delandria. Yeah. Delandria's fourth liner. He doesn't count. He, he doesn't count. <laughs> but yeah, n- not great by him. I uh, don't really look at time on ice. That's a little bit deceiving tonight because of so many penalty kills and stuff. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, I not, not great by him. I kind of want to, kind of want to give Lindell some credit tonight. Honestly, I mean, he did have a couple of moments where it was it was rough, but he had seven blocked shots tonight. And it was obvious that he was he was sacrificing hard tonight, and uh, also has four minutes of uh, shorthanded time on ice as well as Hawk and Paw doing that as well. Both played very very well on the penalty kill. It's just outside of the defensive side, handling the puck side is still a problem for both of those players. I got two things that now that y'all both mentioned it, the penalty kill it continues to be probably the best part of this team, honestly, other than the fact that we're getting five on five scoring. It's looked great. I don't know what you guys have seen out of them, but I think the thing that surprises me the most is their aggressiveness on the penalty kill. When they realize they can take advantage of it, if there's a bobbled puck or if it looks like 
one of the defenders is not able to control the puck well. And then the the second thing that kind of frustrated me a little bit is just Mason Marchment, man. It, I mean, he has been really good the last three games. He really has. And and I got to give him credit for the what he's done offensively and even defensively. But dude, stay out of the box, man. And yeah. I mean, the first the first penalty he took, I okay. think that was a legit penalty. The second one, I I need to go back and look at it again and see what I think. But they were, I mean, I mean they were both not good penalties. I mean, it's a stick right on the dude's hands. That's mm-hmm. they're gonna call slashing like eighty percent of the time, right after a turnover. Mm-hmm. And then it's it's I I don't even know how he did that hooking. He like went between the dude's legs, and <laughs> it was so weird. But it was hooking. They were I both mean, penalties, and they're both stick infractions, which and are... they were obvious. They were it's pretty the obvious. Part. They were egregious. It's hard not to call those. He did still have a good game in the offensive zone still, though. So as long as he keeps doing that and he can outweigh the bad that you're going to get sometimes with his I, penalties. I, I agree, but two a night is still too much. If we two do one a night, if one a night and he's getting a, a assist or a goal every night, then it's forgivable. Hundred <laughs> percent agree. But it's it's not like we're we're dogging him like we were at the beginning of the season. Because he, he, he's, he's playing good now. Yeah. Just stop and, taking penalties. And the penalties are needless, too. I mean, they, they, they aren't at good times. They're they're half the time he doesn't even get the puck from it. It's just, it's not smart. Yeah, agreed. Hey, guys, it's Ryan here. The NFL season is going strong, and DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking new customers up with an offer that's even stronger. Bet five bucks on any game this week to score $200 instantly in bonus bets. And DraftKings isn't stopping there either. All customers can take advantage of a sweetener offer every game day this October. Just one example here is Thursday Night Football on the 12th. The Broncos are at the Chiefs, and the Chiefs right now, their money line is at minus 520, and the Broncos are at a plus 390. Get in on the game day greatness. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the code THPN. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet five on the NFL. That's code THPN only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please pay responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, Licensee partner, Golden Nugget, Lake Charles. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gambling resources. Hey guys, it's Ryan here. It may be too early to start decorating for the holidays, but it's never too early to start your holiday shopping. Why not take care of it now? Before the crowds and packed calendars make shopping a total, complete nightmare. Especially when you can get some of the best deals of the season well before Black Friday. You can shop Raycon products right now and save up to 50% off because their early Black Friday sale is going on now. You've heard me talk about Raycon products before a couple of months ago, but Raycon first made a name for themselves in the audio space with 
products like their everyday earbuds, known for delivering high-quality and thoughtful features, like a 32-hour battery life. That's crazy. In a perfect in-ear fit for all-day wear and lasting comfort. And this past year, they've expanded their entire business with the introduction of Raycon Home and Raycon PowerTech. Their five-star reviewed Magic 1-800 cable allows you to charge iOS, micro-USB, and Type-C devices eight times faster with 100-watt power delivery. Raycon is known for delivering high-quality and thoughtful features at half the price of other premium tech brands. It's no wonder their products have racked up tens of thousands of five-star reviews. To get everyone in the holiday shopping spirit a bit early, Raycon is currently offering 20% off everything on their site, with select products up to 50% off. So, beat the crowds and save now. Trust me, you do not want to miss out on Raycon's early Black Friday sale. Hurry now to buyraycon.com THPN to get 20 to 50% off site-wide. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to score up to 50% off Raycon products. Buyraycon.com slash THPN. So let's talk about the other side of special teams tonight. Uh, I honestly think, and this is my own personal opinion, I think they just need to stop trying to set up in the offensive zone. I mean, it, it seems like the only way that it's working, at least right now, is off the rush. And maybe you just do that with the top unit because it's got Hans Pavelski, Robo, uh, Miro, and and so on and so forth with Jamie Ben, and that seems to work. But and maybe just do it with the second unit and set up. But what do y'all think? Just I mean, just, literally, just I mean, go in, get, try to get a a rush opportunity, and then just let just go back and let them, I, I guess, clear the puck. I, I don't know. Go back out. No, that's not correct. But you should try and score on on the rush, um, especially since, like you said, for whatever reason, setting up is not working for the first line. I mean, they're passing themselves out of this. Yeah, I really think it's just that they're overpassing. Yeah. And scoring on the rush opens up the blue line more for you and makes it easier for you to enter the zone. The reason that we scored on the rush tonight is because Edmonton did not respect the rush chance that the Stars had. They were staying up high, trying to trap them on the blue line, and utterly failed. It was poor defending. Uh, so if you keep doing that, you, you're pushing the de- the defenders back. You're making them give you more space, and you should enter the zone easier. So speaking of defensemen, we also need to talk about uh, Nils Lundqvist. Uh, he took a, a shot, and it looked like it crippled him. Uh, some yeah over here asking, uh, did Nils get back on the ice? I actually did not even know if he got back on the ice until I saw the end of the game and he was leaving the ice going up, going down the tunnel. So he did end up coming back, which is good news, but uh, hopefully nothing comes of that. Uh, that. But what did y'all think of Nils Lundqvist's that, game tonight? That particular play was huge. I mean, he blocks the shot, stops the pressure from Edmonton. We pick up the puck and go the other way and score. I mean, we scored because he blocked the shot there. I mean, it's a he blocked it poorly. Because that's not where you want to block the shots. That's where you get hurt. <laughs> Ask many a defenseman, they will tell you that. But it, it goes the other way, and we get we get the game-winning goal from that. I mean. Yeah. And, and talk about block shots late in the third. I mean, they still got a ton of shots in the third period. We still had some massive block shots. Rope Hintz, the guy who scored two goals and had an assist tonight with mm-hmm. two big block shots late in the third period. I mean, yeah. this game doesn't scream silky trophy. I don't know what it does. 
The other thing that I was thinking about while you said that, James, is the transition. We made a good play in our own zone, and we scored in the other. That's exactly what we did on the first goal, right? It was exactly the same thing. It was a little bit different situation. It was Wedgwood who made an enormous stop. And then, was it Hintz that scored the goal on the other side? I think Duchesne. Duchesne, excuse me. I I knew that was wrong. Duchesne with a really beautiful goal. So, again, it just that's that's the theme of the game for me is we played really good defensively on the second night of a back to back, and we were extremely opportunistic, and we didn't take, uh, we took advantage of the fact that we made really good defensive plays. That first big save by Woodward, though, was because he turned it over on his own. Hey, he he still made the save, though. He still made the save. He still made the save. save. But uh, they also just missed a half-wide-open net, too. But whatever. Yeah. I like the narrative. Let's keep it going. Speaking of missing the net, uh, Leon Dreisaitl had a couple of of, uh, one-timers. He just whiffed. He's six games straight without a goal now. That dude scored, like, 50 goals last year. Speaking of other guys that can't score, uh, Evan Bouchard. I mean, how how many posts did he hit? Like three times on one power play. (laughs) It's like, oh my gosh! It's like that's ridiculous. That's impressive at that point. Yeah, Wedgie builds the wall inside the pipes. He doesn't cover the pipes. (laughs) He doesn't cover the pipes, right? Yeah, it's not tall. Efficiency. Efficiency is. Um, and then it we would be not good if we didn't mention the fact that. Uh, it, and I think one of you slightly mentioned it, but Pavelski and Hintz absolutely led the way offensively tonight. They they took over the game, and I forget who said in our little group chat, but they said, uh, okay, everybody else, y'all can chill out for the game. We got this, those two guys. James said that in our group chat. And uh, he, he, you were exactly right, James. They, they scored another one after I said that, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so pretty ridiculous so, performance by both of them. And I mean, it... It wasn't like the other Lions were were poor tonight in the offensive zone. I would say maybe the Ben line wasn't as good as we've seen the rest of the season, and the Sagan line maybe dropped off a little bit in late in the second period. Second but back to back, second night of back to that is probably the big reason for that. But these guys, I mean, it, they had three they had three good chances. They scored on all three. Yeah. It, it's ridiculous. Great shots, great passes. I mean, and they were both the primary assists on the others' goals. And they were all great passes. It was just ridiculous. So Robe Hintz with two goals, one assist for the evening for three points. He had three shots for 17-17 time on ice. And Pavelski has more time on ice than he does, 18-08. And he's got three points as well, but the exact opposite. One goal, two assists. So, I mean, those guys continue to be ridiculous. And I know y'all say that Wyatt Johnson has probably been our best forward. But, man... it. I, I I can't not say that Joe Pavelski is our best forward right now. Not say it's Rope Hints. <laughs> it's Rope right now, man. That's three games straight with multi-point games. I guess that's a little bit true as well. But I, I, I'm a big uh, Pavelski stand. So yeah, well, that's just how I played like game him. one. Then he has an extra point at least. <laughs> that's true. He did. He did not look. He looked very off that first game, and ever since then, he's looked like the Rope Hints we know. I think he still had a assist in that game too. <laughs> He did? Yeah. Maybe I, I mean, he looked totally off, right? Do you agree that game game two? I, I I thought he did in the first period, but he caught up fast. Well, okay. uh, First line is the reason why we won the back to back game tonight. And that's okay. 
That's okay. Sometimes you can rely on the first line. But what we're not doing anymore is only relying on the first line to make uh, some big plays for us. I mean, Duchesne gets on on the scoring tonight. I mean, Marchment, Lindell, Haskinen, uh, Jamie Ben, Robo, they all have points in the game tonight. So it's kind of spread around. And then we got some decent uh, defense in the first and second period. And then I don't blame them at all for the third. The way they kind of trickled out in the third period it was they just did not have anything left in the tank and uh wedgwood stood on his head after saving 26 shots in the third period seamless segue uh one other thing i want to talk about was the fourth line it, it was a lot rougher tonight than it was last night last night looked pretty good and looked very good in the offensive zone they let up some pretty big chances and some sustained zone time yeah on, on and- defense and this is kind of where sw- swapping out Delandria and Steele, I think, hurts a lot. They went from playing two or three games in a row, having a night off, to now they're playing back-to-back. And then Steele, or Smith is the one who's the, always been on the line, and he plays like nine minutes a night. So t- tough ask, but uh, yeah, still same, same like, it was, it was rough all night long. And I hate to admit it, but it looked like that line was missing Foxy tonight. They did. They majorly missed Foxa tonight. They were, Chris, they were can you say that again? Foxa, no, Foxa is <laughs> is probably one of our best forwards on the second night of a back to back. That's fair, especially the way that they played tonight. They definitely missed him. And so. then one final thought: the Stars are no longer not in first. First in the Central Division after tonight's game, fifteen points to fourteen ha. over Colorado. <laughs> Suck it. So big game on Saturday. Uh, I I never would have thought I'd say this, but uh, someone in the comments said that the Canucks are absolutely destroying it's San Jose right now. Zero right now at the end of the second. <laughs> oh, he he was saying it was seven to nothing. A second they ago, scored so. another one. <laughs> so the Vancouver Canucks have kind of come out of nowhere and have been one of the better teams in the Western Conference, and it really sucks for the Stars because they're playing their third game in four. Oh, excuse me, in four nights. And we'll have to see how their game plan goes. I'm assuming Otter is going to be in the net for the Stars for that game. Surely he's going to be in the net. I mean, poor Wedgwood. 49 shots. I'm going to give him 50 shots. I mean, I'm going to give it to him. Give it to him. (laughs) Yeah. So, anyways, I thought this was interesting. But uh, last thing, and then I'll take your final thoughts. We'll do biggest winner, biggest loser. Uh, Deserve to win-o-meter on moneypuck.com. Any ideas? It's uh, like 25 to 75, I think. Yeah. Okay. But if you look at the expected goals, um, in the second period, it's pretty close still. You're pretty the, much. The, yeah. The third, they. You're pretty much in a toss of water. And then the third, it's just 45 degree angle up for the Oilers and not, not up for the Stars. So, yeah. Second night of a back to back will do that for you, I think. I don't really care. I'll take the win. It's two points yeah. in the standings. That, that's that's where I was at tonight. I was like, wow, we're playing really good. We hit the third, and I was like, oh, crap. Yeah, not no and, more good. And then <laughs> that's we okay won, when you're on a second like, eh. back to back. We'll, we'll take it. Throw up your hands. Get the two points at the end of the night anyway. Yep. Did your job. All right, guys. Biggest winner, biggest loser tonight. Who you got? Rope Hints uh. is the biggest winner. My guy is fantastic. He looks gorgeous. You see that hair? Oh my goodness, what He's a man! Beautiful. Uh, I'm taking Scott Wedgwood because uh, 
Keith, he stole us a game tonight. That's I mean, crazy. honestly, that's a backup stealing you a game. And that was only that was his third start, right? Or second? I don't know. doesn't matter. I think, I, third. I think it's his third. I think he's two for one. That's a winning record with your backup in. That's all I want. I think since Ryan's y'all gone. kind of went with, oh no, there he is. No, I'm here. Hi, Ryan. No, it, the obvious. You took the obvious ones, so I'll I'll give it to uh, Joe Pavelski tonight. But really, the biggest biggest winner for me is Scott Wedgwood, because I mean, did we mention that this guy only makes a million dollars as a backup? Like he he makes a million dollars. That's it, and he just made a forty six save uh, outing against one of the best offensive teams in the NHL, despite them. Despite them struggling right now, which would haters pay homage? Uh, yes. My, my biggest loser goes to whoever picked the three stars of the game tonight. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the number one star is Gagner. Sure. I mean, two goals and a big moment. Yeah, whatever. Um, no Wedgwood on here. 46 saves and you don't get <laughs> That's on stupid. here. Yeah. Okay. Sure, guy. Whatever. Pretty Homer James- pick. Uh, my biggest loser is Yanni Hockenpah for stepping on the ice when there was already five skaters oh on the goodness. ice. Yeah, we full, it wasn't. It wasn't even close. He just he just jumped on. He's like, oh, I'm just like, that's... he saw a suitor skating towards it for a second. He's like, made on contact. He's like, all right, well, guess I'm going. He puts his head down, skated all the way to the blue line. It was like, oh, wait. Yeah, and then also the bad play off of a face off. I mean, he. He pokes at it, instantly gets caught, instantly off guard, and then and then is trying to defend two people at once, slips and falls, and does nothing. I will give it to the Edmonton power play. Uh, they had their opportunities tonight. Suicidal, man. Like <laughs> he was not on, and and he was not on tonight at all. But it was it was really they. That is, I mean, last year they were literally the best power play in NHL history. And they have not been able to get anything going this season with two of the best players in our generation. That's crazy to me. And they just went 0 for 4 against a backup goalie. And and I know the Stars are third in the NHL or second in the NHL when it comes to PK. But still, still, I mean, you're the best power play probably in the world. And you you don't even get a single goal off your power play. If you got McDavid and Dreisaitl, you should score when you get four power plays a night. That should happen. Absolutely. Okay. Anything else, gentlemen? We didn't even talk about the goal that shouldn't have been a goal, in my opinion. Oh, okay. Well, I kind of wanted to hear what y'all thought about it because I I thought that he did get puck first, but after he got the puck, he like it was like floating, and then he pushed Wedgwood out of the way, which I think shouldn't be a goal. I thought he got enough of a of the puck and not enough of the pad for it to. Might be a good goal. It's my, very on the edge. I agree, but if regardless, uh, the non-call on not challenging is the right call, especially yes. when it's four to two. Yes, that's so. correct. I agree with that. It, it, I don't know if the stars did that. I would be upset if it was taken away. I, my, I see that. And I'm like, that's a strong my, play. Guys crashing the net. He's trying to get a puck on on there. He's he's following through on a shot. And it pushes my, the pad out of the way. My, so, yeah. my main problem about it is that the shot goes right where Wedgwood's pad was until his stick pushed the pad out of the way. That's my problem with it. I mean, it wasn't over the pad. It was it slid right across the ice, right into the I, goal, I, right where I would have was. to see a little bit more on it. But generally, I want to re- re- reward aggression like that. So 
That's why I, I like it being a goal. To be totally that's... honest with you, I, I mean, I didn't really care. To be totally honest, I was just like, okay, it's a goal. Let's get going again. Uh, so at the point that I it, need that to... they don't call it goaltender interference on the ice, that that's that was my mindset too. But I'm still quite upset that it's a, that it was a goal in hindsight. <laughs> Well, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Stars still get the win. They win four to three over the Edmonton Oilers. Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl don't get very much going uh, tonight at all, which is very good. No points at all for both of those guys, which is crazy considering they seem to score like three points a game. But okay, anything else? Big game on Saturday. We're going to play probably the best team we've seen since the Vegas game. So it'll be fun and our guys will be beat, but we'll see what they can scrap together to try and steal one out in Vancouver. You know that we we know they're super successful out there. That's their favorite place to play is Vancouver. Oh, yeah. Everywhere on the West Coast is our favorite place to play. Well, maybe because the the Canucks were so bad last year and we still ended up finding a way to lose to them, now that they're good, maybe we'll destroy them. Right? <laughs> no. Reverse, reverse, psychiatry. reverse psychiatry. Yes, reverse psychiatry. Yes. Thank you, Michael. Okay. Anyways, uh, along with Chris... And along with James, my name is Ryan. This has been Starcastic Remarks. Thank you to DraftKings Sportsbook and to Raycon for being our sponsor of this episode of this podcast and all of THPN. Go and check out StarcasticRemarks.com for all the latest information on our podcast. And uh, we will catch you guys on the flip side. Christian, can you take us out for us? We go again, boys. GG, boys. <laughs>